What's up, everybody? My name is Ray Taylor, and this is Ray Loves Movies, uh, where I go see movies, and afterwards I review them in the back of my van. And in this episode, I'm going to review Coco, the new Pixar uh, movie that just came out this past week, I believe. I'm reviewing it a little bit late. There's... Uh, you know, clearly it's been out for a little bit. I'm sure everybody's heard about it. Uh, I also saw the uh, Pixar short film that uh, was before the movie. The um, snowman character from Frozen. I've never seen Frozen. Uh, and that short film was boring as fuck. It's all about uh, Christmas traditions. But then they also added in other religious holidays, mildly touched on them uh, during the... It's pretty stupid. Uh, from what I've heard, they've been pulling that from a lot of the screenings of Coco. Uh, but the screening I went to at the Mary Pickford Theater in Coachella Valley, um, it was still there. Uh, very much falling asleep throughout that, and then for probably the first third of Coco, I was uh, almost dozing off just from the residual from uh, whatever that it was, Olaf something something. Uh, but Coco is great. I mean, that's the thing with uh, Pixar movies in general and Disney movies. I mean, Disney movies, Disney in general has like this formula where they know how to make storytelling crack. Uh, like, they they must have, like, these these different, like, algorithms that, you know, they came up with in the 50s from their Nazi days or whatever, and it's just, like, the basics of how to hook humans into a story. Um, and Pixar does... Um, Pixar's done the most amazing work for, with them, I think. Um... The animation was amazing. It was beautiful. The whole, the whole movie was beautiful. But specifically, the uh, the great grandma Coco in this uh, the CG for her was amazing. But before I get into uh, just different things in the movie, what I like, let me uh, read the synopsis. Uh, the uh, aspiring musician Miguel confronted with his family's. Uh, ancestral ban on music enters the land of the dead to find his great great grandfather a legendary singer uh yeah so kind of a basic premises there um so yeah it's about this kid who he like his his family is in the shoe industry they make uh shoes and he is not old enough yet to be making shoes so he shines shoes but he has a passion for music and despite his passion his family has like this hatred for all things music uh so of course you know that if anything's going to drive you as a kid it's it's the unapproving nature of your family uh especially with the arts um kind of uh kind of almost those elements of the story that reminded me of my childhood uh because i wanted to be an i've wanted to be an artist my whole life you know, when, when adults or your parents ask you what you want to be when you grow up, uh, for me, it was always, I want to be uh, an artist. Oh, 
Oh no, I thought the battery was dying. Um, it's weird how that's everything's blinking at a different rate on that GoPro. Uh, so the fact that his family was against it, uh, you know, I my whole family wasn't against it. Just uh, you know, it was my mom being raised by uh, I'm an only child raised by my mom. Uh, you know, quote unquote raised, uh, you know, she was an artist herself, uh, at one point in her life. And for whatever reason was very, I mean, she would let me use her art supplies. Um, but it's a weird thing where at no point do I, I have zero memories of her ever showing me how to do stuff, how to use different things or, you know, I don't know. There was I don't remember her ever teaching me anything versus like music, which this one, like if if like if I had a parent that was a musician at one point in their life uh, and then they had a child who was also interested in music, I would imagine that there might be some mentoring and some teaching going on. Never had that uh, that I can remember. I have zero memories of that. So, uh, yeah, so this movie is about that. It also takes place during the Day of the Dead. So uh, the fact that, it, you know, I, growing up in the desert where I am now, um, there's a large, a large uh, section of the population here is Mexican. The school I went to uh, growing up, La Quinta High School, there was, was predominantly Mexican uh, students and you know, probably white and Mexican was the majorities in the, at the school. I would imagine somewhere around there. But I, you know, I grew up, you know, not necessarily with Mexican culture or in my life, but definitely around me. And Day of the Dead is one of those things where I always knew it was like related to to like Halloween, but uh, not really sure, you know, the details of it. You know, kind of similar to. Uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Uh, I've, I think I've heard explanations of it mildly here and there, but I never really had any, uh, Jewish friends, not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of Jewish people in the desert. Um, so I've never really, and I, from what I've heard, Hanukkah isn't as big of a holiday to, um, the Jewish people as much as Christmas is, uh, to Christians. But, uh, the day of the dead uh it's interesting so so from what i gather from this movie uh is that they keeping the memory of their their dead family members alive keeping the memory of them alive keeps them alive in the afterworld uh so you know they put tributes up and you know in these pictures they put in front of them their favorite things uh, that they can take back with them to, uh, you know, the afterworld or or whatever they called it, and um, I don't know. It's I mean, it was interesting getting that viewpoint on what that whole stuff is as far as Day of the Dead. Um, it had a lot of the imagery of the Day of the Dead, like the sugar skulls and stuff like that, which they didn't really get into. Um, there's these I forget what they're called, but there's these like spirit animals that you have that like guide you to either guide you to or guide you through the spirit world uh 
and it was they were all decorated in like these you know they're like mythical kind of creatures it but related to or, or actually i think they were just like normal animals like cats and dogs but they also had wings on them um and i think there may have been lizards and snakes and stuff too but they didn't get wings and then their skin transforms into like this uh neon glow in the dark kind of look to it very much like uh an artist that um i enjoy his work adriel restrepo he does he used to do a lot of glow in the dark artwork uh and it definitely had that that kind of feel not necessarily his style actually kind of kind of a little bit his style but not really um but definitely the glow in the dark whatever they did uh to make those creatures look that way looked amazing there's a lot of color and then so it's this kid who has this passion for music he has his own like little uh hideaway where he hides all of his his albums and a beat up guitar um because his favorite favorite uh musician is is this guy that's like larger than life superstar that was like the superstar um in their their neighborhood or whatever well i got a big hole in my pants <laughs> ah, i need to buy pants um so anyway so he's obsessed with it everyone in his family is like no music no music no music you know he goes shines shoes in the this town square which is you know actually kind of similar to uh if you're in the valley and you've ever watched a movie at the mary pickford it's kind of in a like a little you know kind of like a uh forget what they called it you know kind of like a main space in town um and you know it's where all the mariachis hang out and he was shining the shoes of one mariachi and he's like you got to play music and it's all like the message of like you got to get it out there you got to like follow your dreams seize the moment all these kind of themes and and stuff and uh you know it gets to the point where day of the dead you know there's this competition in the town square and he wants to sign up because he's been practicing the guitar, hiding away from his parents, practicing the guitar, um, you know, watched all the movies that I wonder what. Let me find out what the uh, name of that character is. because He's kind of a main, a main character. Uh, de la Cruz, Ernesto de la Cruz, who was played by Benjamin Bratt, uh, which was awesome. Uh, Miguel, the, the child, Anthony Gonzalez, apparently, from what I heard, uh, also did all of his own singing for the movie. Uh, which I love the music in this movie as well. Nothing really that I would say sticks, like nothing that's like I'm going to be humming it in my head all day. Uh, but, you know, as Disney movies do, they always have great music. Um, so De La Cruz is the superstar. And, you know, the kid has all of his records. The kid has, you know, all of his movies because, of course, you know, especially back in those, the like the 50s and stuff like that, similar to uh like an elvis where they you know they bled through and they did a lot of movies and stuff too kind of like a lot of people nowadays uh you know become actors quote unquote they're not necessarily good actors but they have a name recognition in other entertainment or other industries um so they they go into act they are able to get acting gigs and things like that even though they're probably not qualified um 
So he knew all the the songs from all the movies and all the things, and he he just wants to, you know, follow in the footsteps of his hero, De La Cruz. And uh, I'm probably gonna get into spoilers. Maybe I'll, I'll try and hold off on spoilers. Um, but this is still the beginning of the movie. I'm not really spoiling anything. Um, and I went into this movie pretty. I didn't know anything about it really. I knew that it had to do with Day of the Dead um and then music kind of because you know there's the guy with the guitar but uh yeah so you know he so he wants to sign up for this talent contest and you know his family tries to stop him goes so far as to break his you know old beat up guitar so he needs to find you know a replacement guitar and he goes through trying to borrow a guitar from all the different people in the square um so he could try out uh and he finds the the uh i don't know what it's called it's not just like a you know like a, a it's in the cemetery but not just a regular like headstone it's like a tomb almost for de la cruz a very you know giant thing you know people that are, are worth some shit get get tombs i guess I don't even know if that's the right term for it. Um, and then under, he's got his portrait, you know, the big the big uh, casket covered in stone. And then uh, hanging underneath his, his portrait uh, is his guitar. So the kid goes to borrow, quote-unquote, borrow the guitar. I mean, he means to borrow it. Um, and then that's when shit goes down. He gets the guitar you know strums at once and the magic starts and he's transported into the other world in a way so he starts glowing and nobody can see him except for the other dead people that have come back because it's day of the dead they come back to the real world to visit with their families and uh so then because of that the ghosts, the dead ghosts, which are all skeleton people with sugar skull designs. Um, you know, he, he finally, he finds some of his family that, you know, he saw pictures, had only seen pictures of, and they take him to the other side. Um, if this were, you know, I don't necessarily want to call it the upside down, but it's kind of like, you know, and it's not like an alternate version of reality. It's like, you know, heaven or whatever. Um, so they take him back there and it's uh in a search to man what are they gonna track down they find him they take him back and he's got to uh he's trying to find a way back basically and then he finds out if he wants to find a way back he has to get a blessing from one of his family members on that side and they can give him a blessing and he can go back to the other side like kind of the the whole the rules of this like kind of universe swapping and stuff kind of loose they play fast and loose i don't necessarily understand how everything works uh but it was really good so it, it, so once he's on the other side it's all about him like his family's will his family there will do it but it's under the condition that when he goes back he'll never play music again because you know it's the family thing it's weird how like you know, I'm not close with my family, but I know there's like, you know, families that kind of have this, these rules, these family rules. Um, 
and and how ridiculous they are in these in these rules and beliefs. Um, so because of that condition, he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna go find what he thinks to be, uh, or could be. He thinks it's his dad." I mean, I guess the way I formed that sentence could be a spoiler, but um, he thinks De La Cruz is his dad because one of the pictures when he was doing the whole, you know, in the tomb, he strummed the guitar. Oh, no, something happened and a picture fell. I forget how a picture fell, and he opens it up, and it's like, you know, he's got the uh, the mariachi or the person that was in the, the picture with his great-grandma and his... Uh, great great grandma or whatever i don't know how far back it goes is he thinks it's it's de la cruz so he, th- he wants to go find de la cruz to bless him um so he can keep playing music once he goes back uh and he meets meets a guy hector on the way that wants to help him if he goes back and puts his picture up because he's being forgotten <laughs> and he's kind of uh disappearing there's kind of some uh, back to the future imagery where it's like if you you start being forgotten, you start just dis- not really him, but the kid kind of starts to become a skeleton in a way. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. Uh, but it's a great movie. I recommend going to see it. Um, if not in a theater, which, you know, it's, you know, good, good to see in a theater. The visuals were amazing. But for sure, I'm sure if you have kids, you're going to be watching it a bunch at home. But it's, I enjoyed it because it's, it had some flavor to it, as opposed to the, the short film, the Olaf short film, um, which I've never seen Frozen, but you know it's just a bunch of white people. There was no like culturally. I mean, I guess they're in Finland or whatever, so you know, I guess that there would be white people, but you know. I, it was nice getting a different flavor from uh, a Pixar movie or a Disney movie, a kids movie, um, especially one that kind of, you know, introduced me to the fundamentals foundation or whatever you want to call it of, of Day of the Dead. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's great. You know, there's great music in it from what i heard the animators uh painstakingly made sure to animate the uh guitar playing moments to be accurate uh to where the fingers are on the right chords and you know they're strumming the right chords uh i also heard some other trivia i heard uh that coco was not the original movie that the original movie the original title disney wanted to use was Dia de los Muertos, so Day of the Dead, they wanted to use as the title of the movie. And with the title of the movie, Disney also wanted to uh, trademark Dia de los Muertos. And because they wanted to own the term, people got a little upset. Like, imagine if Disney wanted to copyright Christmas, right? Imagine how up in arms people would be if 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 like Christians would just flip the fuck out. Although people don't seem to have a problem with Disney owning everything anyway. So like they own Star Wars, they own Marvel, they own, you know, 
all the Disney properties that that uh and I think the reason why they do all the live action ones is so they don't lose the rights to like Sleeping Beauty, all these old stories that they got for free. Uh I believe that might be why they keep doing the the remakes of those. Um I could be wrong on that, but for sure they own everything else um as far as franchises and they may own all of uh Fox uh Fox's movie uh rights. So own all whatever franchises Fox has, they may own that. So because people don't seem to have a problem with the gig- the gigantic multi billion dollar behemoth that Disney is owning all of their childhood and, you know, all these things that uh, maybe they wouldn't mind if Disney owned Christmas. But, you know, they were trying to own uh, Dia de los Muertos uh, and uh, they ended up changing the title to Coco, which Coco as a movie title isn't very good, I would say, for this movie. Because Coco, the character Coco, is the grandma. It's kind of barely remembers anything, but she was the one. Uh, she was the daughter of the mariachi that left the family, and that's why music, I d- if I didn't mention that before, which I didn't. The reason why music is outlawed in the family is because a bitch got hurt. <laughs> a dude left her and her child uh, to pursue a music career. And uh, from then on, the the whole family, from that one moment, the whole family could not listen to music, could not participate in music, could probably not just sing music, would probably get you, you know, a timeout or beaten with a shoe. Uh, yeah. The movie's good, you know. How everything's set up, you know, kind of the themes of it, you know, as a creative person, maybe not a musician, but just as a creative person, you know, the fact that you have to go out and despite, you have to make sacrifices, right? If you want to be successful, to be at all successful, you have to sacrifice. Um, So the movie kind of touches on that. It also touches on family and remembering family and all the things that I'm sure uh, Dia de los Muertos is about. Uh, But I enjoyed the movie. I highly recommend going to see it. Um, If not in theaters, for sure, whenever it comes out on video on demand. It wasn't as powerful necessarily as like in and out uh, it is definitely more, I would say, a family film, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, and it was nice going to the theater because it was empty. There was one old guy who was either has allergies or was blowing his nose because he was crying at the very end of the movie. Uh, but other than that, it was just me. So I went to like the very the perfect seat, and it's like those reclining seats. So probably another reason why I was falling asleep during that Olaf bullshit. But, uh, yeah, I, I would recommend going to see this movie. It was fun. Um, I wish I had more to talk about the movie. But there's nothing really, aside from, like, just blatantly spoiling it. Um, I did enjoy it. And it, it, it's, uh, you know, there's there's some twists. There's a twist in it, kind of. And, uh, you know, that's that's uh, the revelation of that's pretty good. 
but also um, the end. I mean, it's a Disney movie, so of course it's heartwarming. You know, it's not like it's not like De La Cruz dies or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's a Disney movie, so it's a happy ending. But um, yeah, so I highly recommend go see it. Go see it. Uh, the next movie I'm gonna review. I'm going to talk about, so not a whole lot to talk about on this one, uh, but I feel like I did enough uh, to get my point across. Um, but the next one I'm going to watch is uh, The Disaster Artist comes out this coming weekend. Um, so I'd like to do a two-parter, either do a separate review for The Room and then uh, The Disaster Artist, uh, or I may combine them. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's most likely going to be the next review um, because that's I think that's the only thing coming out this weekend. And the weekend after that, on December 15th, which is also my birthday, uh, is the new Star Wars movie. So chances are I'm going to go see Star Wars <clears throat> either on my birthday or that weekend at some point or early on Monday the, the next week. Um, and then I'll be reviewing that as well. Which, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I do enjoy Star Wars. I grew up on Star Wars. I, you know, I really hate the prequels. I don't really hate them. I never watched the third prequel. I could never get through it. I hate Hayden Christensen. He's the most, in every movie he's in, is he's just a whiny bitch. And the only movie he's in where the, it fits being a whiny bitch is Life is a House, which is a good movie. So I recommend going to see that more than any of the prequels. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not a huge fan. I haven't watched all the spinoff cartoons and all that stuff. I'm not, I don't know the, the you know, all the intricacies of the Star Wars universe and the Star Wars story. But I do enjoy those movies. You know, uh, Rogue One was a lot of fun. And uh, Star Wars, um, was it Awakening? Was that it? Was that the first one? Um, that one was good. I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, and the new one is directed by um, Ryan Johnson, who did Brick and uh, Brothers Bloom. And uh, what else did he do? Loop, Looper. So this is his first. And I guess he's going to be directing a bunch more of the Star Wars movies. Uh, so he must work well with the studio and their instructions. But definitely looking forward to that looking forward to the room i've never seen the room before um the cult classic uh but i'm you know i saw it on uh online so i'll watch it um i might just try and watch it before i watch the disaster artist it would make more sense i would think and then i would get more of what's going on in the disaster artist uh probably i would i would assume um so those are the upcoming reviews you can Look forward to on Ray Loves Movies. If you have any recommendations for movies that you would like me to see, either new movies that are coming out in theater or old movies that are already out, let me know on Twitter. I'm at Ray Taylor. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm also at Ray Taylor. Uh, and you can see I post every day a new piece of artwork that is part of the many faces which is an ongoing abstract portrait series, which I is done on ink with ink on paper. And you can buy, there's almost 300, um, but well over 200 of the many faces available 
at my website, inspireddisorder.com. So go there, buy some artwork, support me. Uh, if you are into Patreon and you want to support me there, it's a monthly donation site uh, that helps content creators like myself. If you want to go support me on Patreon, go over to patreon.com slash inspireddisorder. I ask that you only donate a dollar, one dollar a month. Um, if you want to donate more, you're more than welcome. There are perks uh, more the more you donate. And uh, I'm trying to reach goals and all of those things to add more to the things that I produce. Uh, so it would be much appreciated if you do that, donate a dollar. And if you don't like to donate, you want to get something for your money, go over to inspiredisorder.com. There's artwork, T-shirts, and uh, Photoshop prints and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's it, everybody. Thank you all for watching another episode of Ray Loves Movies. My name is Ray Taylor. You have a good week. I love you. I appreciate you. Enjoy your show. Peace.